Welcome back to episode 89 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. We have no tie here today, thank God. Um, <laughs> so we have no low energy introduction and we have no smart ass comments going to be made throughout the entire podcast. Um, Finally. But we do, we are, we have some exciting things to talk about today. We're going to talk about what's happening in Montreal. Mark Bergevin, the French speaking GM, who's the sub-candidates, and then we're going to talk about the Jack Hughes contract that just got handed out, the Brendan Lemieux incident, Marchand and his news in the past couple of days, and then we'll end it off with probably the conversation about the Jack Adams poll that NHL went through. So we'll get into the intro now, and then we'll come back and see you soon. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use, leave a review on Apple, visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Okay, we're back. Montreal. (laughs) What is happening in Montreal? Break it down for us. Well, I mean, well, I guess they, we're, we're breaking it down for you. Well, they finally fired Bergevin and uh, Timmins, who have been there for Timmins is say the scout 11. or draft guy. Head of the he draft. was assistant GM and was the one, yeah, that ha- kind of headed their draft strategy essentially. Okay. Um, both were fired along with their head of communications. I forget the dude's name. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but probably not a bad call there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a literal clear clearing out of the front office, essentially. So, and you don't see that very often. Usually, see, you see like a GM fired, and then the assistant GM takes their place, or you see, you know, both fired. You don't usually see like GM, assistant GM, head of public relations and communications. Yeah all fired kind of all in one go. I've never seen an announcement um, that the head of a, pu- a public communications has been fired, to be honest. I was like, this seems yeah. <laughs> yeah. open, I, I This guess. is the first time ever that I've, I've heard of that happening. You think he wrote but... his own press release? <laughs> <laughs> Is that his final act? Also, Martin, pull your mic Imagine. closer to your face, buddy. I haven't said it's, a word, though. I know, but I, I know it's a mile from your face because it's – it's like an echo. Yeah, it is like an echo, Martin. Come on, get it together, buddy. We've been yeah, doing this now for 89 sound. episodes. I feel like the sound might... I can barely hear okay. you. Yeah, I can Bro, barely I'm hear like you right too. next to it. Then you probably have the wrong mic selected, and it's too late for that now. So oh, <laughs> we're just going to go with this. So just... <laughs> we're just not go, listening to Martin yeah, today. We're just not listening to Martin. Mm. Um, well, that? we don't really need to miss, listen to him because his team lost 6-2 to the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Yeah, that, that was and embarrassing. our team won 8-3 against the Stanley Cup favorites. So how about that, we Martin? Did. And you yeah, let Tyler yeah. Mott score a goal against you, too. Yeah. Oh, it's it's pretty embarrassing there, buddy. And Alex Chiasson. Kind of suck. So... Okay, I so they, Luke Shen. Oh my god, yeah, Luke was just not only it was did they let Luke Shen score, Luke Shen dangled the entire team on the outside, <laughs> cut to the front of the net, scored top shelf. It wasn't hey, just like I, a fluky goal. At least Ottawa is now 4 15 and 1. <laughs> it's true, 
They're, they're much closer to uh, who's the number one pick, right? Shane Wright? Shane Wright, yeah. yeah. Which is probably um, not a bad idea for them anyways. They kind of need that. I feel like they need him. So Yeah, that's but, definitely uh, the mic that you're using right there at the top of your computer there, Martin, because I heard that the most. Yeah. Huh? That's very disappointing. Yeah. Well, good job. I don't job. know how that happened. Uh, I don't know either. Uh, so Montreal fires Bergevin. Where do they go from here? I mean, they hired Jeff Morton or no, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. <laughs> Morton. Morton. I was combining <laughs> Jeff Molson with uh, Horton. Yeah. Um, what do you think is – what do you think is going to happen there? Because it sounds I, like he's going to be mean, the, the boss. <laughs> He's going to be their operations guy. So, you know, the GM isn't just making moves and making trades and stuff. He's deciding who goes up and down. He's deciding, you know, big, you know, running the team, essentially. That's his kind of job in the meantime while they find a replacement for Bergevin. Uh, they're going to have to get someone that speaks French because they're ridiculous. And uh, they can't. He, apparently, you can't teach someone how to speak French. Apparently, they just need to know French already. No, apparently you can't hire a, a translator, or you can't. I mean, you don't. Uh, the thing is, like, I mean, Martin knows this too, right? Like, any anything in Europe, or like anyone that's watched like European soccer or European sports knows, if a guy from England moves to the Spanish league, or if someone from the Spanish league moves to England, they just learn the language. It's a player. It's a coach. It doesn't matter. They or Anyone in management, whatever Player, it is, they learn the language. Less so. Players less so, but Play, players do so. learn the language. They don't become like as fluent as the coach, but like every like Cristiano Ronaldo, he can speak English, he can speak Portuguese, he can speak Spanish, he um, yeah, and so on and so forth, right? So they always they always at least learn enough because the entire team speaking that language. So it's kind of ridiculous that they're just like, oh, GM needs to be French. Just hire anyone who you think is the best for the job. Not that I think they're going to do a good job at that regardless, but then hire that guy and then teach him French. Tell him to spend 30 minutes a day learning French or an hour a day learning French. And he'll be in a French environment in a French city. He'll learn. He'll pick up the language pretty quickly. Yeah. Right. So it's so stupid, but Again, uh, I made the point of, like, on our Instagram story, NHL teams pick from, like, eight guys anyways. So if Montreal's yeah. narrowing themselves to three or four guys that can speak French, they're not – they're doing – they're narrowing it down even more, but they're still – yeah, you know, the entire NHL does that already to themselves. So Yeah, I think it's true. I, I don't know. I, I look at it and I get why they want him to be French. Like, I understand it. I just don't think it's – a necessary aspect of the role, especially if you can either just have a trans, like the easiest route to go would be have a translator. It really doesn't matter. I understand there's a sanctity to Quebec and uh, French there are Canadians, like the, but the French people that are like, I get pandering to the French people that are like, you know, hardcore French or nothing type, yeah, type deal. I get that, but pandering to them would be turning a guy that only speaks English into a guy who speaks French. I feel like that yeah. would be enough of a win. And I but mean, like, it's... if you look at it, they, they turn on their own quite often. They're like Bergevin, Claude Julien, every coach, they all they all eventually turn Patrick yeah. Wong. Like, they all turn <laughs> on these players anyways. It really doesn't have to, anything to do with his language yeah. they speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really they has end to do up with the job. Them no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Let them hate them from the start. Who cares? Yeah. They're going to hate them eventually so, anyways. So how I understand it is it seems like 
Gort, Gordon is more so the doing the everything, and the GM is more so the talking piece, the mouth. So that's why he's speaking French. Because Gordon, I don't think Gordon knows any French. No, yeah. Gordon, Gordon definitely doesn't know any French. But like he, he, the VP of operations in any organization is exactly what it says, right? It's operations. It's literally just running the team organizing shit making sure everything's coming together essentially right i would so, just think that basically it's it's the same job description as brendan shanahan has exactly in toronto similar, like, similar yeah you're he's handling the, boss, the business side but of he things doesn't really operations, do the, yeah i don't really know everything like that i i just remember tweeting it out because Jeff Molson, I think, said in his press conference that he, it's basically going to be like two leaders of the team. And I'm like, that works great in the office and works very well. Any other company that you see is co-managers always are on the same page. Like, I don't, It doesn't seem like that's a good direction to go. It never works out well. If Gordon has the the ending decisions, like the final decision, like what's the point of having a GM? I don't really yeah, get it. I mean, I, I, I don't even from Montreal's perspective, right? Like we saw what Gordon did when with Boston and with New York, where he was able to make them competitive or make them more competitive and keep them competitive, which he was very good at. But his rebuild in New York individually, and we've talked about this before, he didn't really do a great job, right? A lot of it came down to luck, lucky into Lafreniere and moving up. 10 spots, moving up, getting Kako, moving up 10 spots. You could um, lock into luck- Shane Wright this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> locking into Shane Wright uh, with Montreal or locking into Panarin and Adam Fox only wanting to go to New York. Like stuff that, you know, aren't really in his control. So other move outside those things. And generally speaking, what he did in New York wasn't exactly great when it came to rebuilding. He kept them competitive for a very long time, which is great. But Montreal needs a rebuild, right? Like they need to get rid of all this dead weight, rebuild the entire roster, focus it around Suzuki, Caulfield, and all you know, Caden Promo maybe. At the end of the day, though, if you luck into things, you still have to do the right thing with that luck. You still have to take the 100%. opportunity that's given and he to did. you. Uh, that's why I, I don't did. hate him. That's yeah. why I'm not like he's a bad GM. I'm just saying he's not the guy you want to take you through a rebuild because you can't just rely on. You know, Why did he get fired the, in New York again? Uh, it was the whole statement, Ted T- yeah. Dolan, our Tommy Panera and Tom Wilson incident that kind of yeah. led to his firing, resigning, leaving, I don't know. New York not being tough enough and all this other crap. And, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, it's not, his, his departure was never really super clear, but... Um, so what do we think are the most important three things that Jeff Gordon needs to do in his first six months i mean i i don't think he's i don't think he's going to be making any big decisions i think they're going to wait and find find a guy to make those decisions in the meantime he's just going to run the team make sure you know guys are moving up and down they're fitting into the cap he might handle the deadline um you know uh he might i've i would think they'll have a gm by the deadline though um so yeah, like I don't, I don't see him making any big changes. I think the only time they start making those big changes is when they side on a GM because I feel like you don't bring in a guy as to be VP of operations if you're gonna have him make all those big decisions for you mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Like then you might doing? as well make him GM. 
right? What are they doing though once the GM is there? I mean, they the season's lost. They're not making the playoffs. They have like less than a one percent chance at this point, and that means they'd have to go on like a seventy win pace run essentially just to make it. So there's you know the season's over. So you know you look at their roster. Um, I'll pull it up right here, but um, uh, cap friendly. Like you look at their roster, they have a couple guys with expiring contracts. What they just signed Hoffman this year, didn't they? They just yes, yeah, they did last year. They They gave Ducharme that extension. (laughs) Like yeah, that is rough. But they do have some guys they'll be able to trade off. Um, they'll be able to. Apparently, people are talking about uh first round pick for Sherratt, which is absolutely ridiculous. So But if you can get it for them, holy fuck, that's good for them. Yeah. But uh Martin, you're right. Like they went competitive, which means they should have fired Bergman way earlier, but they did and they re-signed <laughs> Gallagher, who's twenty nine right now, to a six point five million dollar contract for the next seven years. They locked in Hoffman for the next three years. Uh, they have a bunch of deals that are a little bit long. David Savard for three years or four years, and he's looked awful, like absolutely awful in Montreal. So a far. rich team like Montreal can bury a guy like that they did with Carl. I mean, Holster. they can bury him, but he's still like untradeable slash still influence. Like even if they bury him, he still has two point five million dollars on their cap. So it's like they're they're in an unfortunate spot. But this was the best possible situation for them. Right, like the best possible situation for them. No, not with this team. They don't have. What like what do they have to build around? Like they don't even have many draft picks. Like their defense is in shambles. Yeah, they don't have any. They don't really have any top end prospects. Their defense is shambles. So bad. He is. He he just scored a a goal and assist tonight or last night. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) No, because they lost four one or something. So I don't think that's true. Okay, so a goal. Yeah, he's just not he's not good. He's like on their fourth line right about, now, man. Kakinami. Like actually Kakinami. Yeah. And you're not making mistakes. I mean, part part of them, you just know, check it. just check it. M- moving out all the front offices and cleaning house is that I mean, part of them cleaning house is that they've been awful drafters now for a decade plus, like, right? Yeah, like, so I think you know, that everyone their first move is they have to recreate their scouting and drafting. I mean, team. if if any team can do it, it's Montreal because they have the resources to they do it. The they can go and spend millions of dollars on the scouting department, and it won't impact them at all. So it's like, you know, start out with their player Gordon's, development. Like we don't see salaries for Gordon and stuff, but or we maybe we do, and I just don't know. Um, but. I can't imagine a guy like Gordon comes cheap. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely cheap. probably he's like seven million. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know about seven million. I don't know. Chris Jury, Chris Jury as the GM of New York. Apparently, he's getting four. And that's yeah, but that's his why, first time too. That's part exactly. of why Bergevin uh, was skeptical about re-signing. Well. There's multiple reasons, but apparently his number was coming nowhere close to that four that Drew was getting as a GM. Like it was lower? Uh, it was way lower. I mean, it should be way lower based was, off of his performance. That's what Elliot was saying. Well, <laughs> but Drury shouldn't get anywhere close yeah. to four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're not wrong. Ted, Ted Dolan doesn't care. He's... But Drury's a hockey guy too, right? Like he, he is the 
he is a hot he is one of the hockey guys so it makes sense that he got four million mm-hmm. i feel i don't know i just think with everything around gordon i th- like i read that he was like with his family taking it chill in vancouver with his re- like not really looking for work he wasn't looking for anything in specific so i feel like it would take him quite a bit of money especially coming from new york being it's true necessary like very quick development time it sounded like from at least the public's perspective on him getting there I feel like it had to be a pretty convincing argument and salary and contract yeah, and they negotiation. Probably, and they seem to have had him in lock before they even fired Bergevin and all of them in the first place, yeah. right? Because he came in way too quick for someone that, you know, like they, they didn't like fire everyone and then start lo- yeah, yeah, they didn't fire everyone and then start looking. They found him and then fired everyone. Yeah. So- Gordon's <laughs> like, if I'm coming on, maybe I'll take a million dollars less if all these guys are gone, all clowns. <laughs> well, the, unfortunately, all those guys are still getting their freaking salaries yeah. for the next however long their contracts were and now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors and now we'll get back into the show i'm surprised that the the communications and public relations guy was fired because it seems like his missteps are more of a, uh, of a result of bergevin drafting specific people than his <laughs> own he's like how i don't like how do i communicate this but he didn't he didn't respond very well Say, so. Well, well yeah. so so this is where I think he he deserved to be fired. One, he should have foreseen and adjusted and made sure this didn't happen in the first place. Essentially, made sure he didn't draft him. Once they did draft him, they remember that horrific interview with the uh, the assistant GM with uh, Timmons, where he's trying to explain his reasoning for drafting. Uh, Whatever, whatever the fuck his Logan name is, Mayu uh, or Ma- Mayu or whatever, yeah, uh, Mayu. Um, his explanation was just terrible, and so like, what was the communications director doing? Not training him, media training him for that specific purpose. Like he he just failed along so many lines, even giving him the benefit of the doubt that Mark Bergman's a fucking idiot and Timmons are a fucking idiot. Like there's, you know, like I think you he got to step he has to have stepped in there Man, at some point. I think they just what if they just something. drafted him without because his last name's French. What if it was a simple? <laughs> I mean, as that? I, I I guarantee you that that was part of it. Yeah, there's no, oh, this no guy sounds French. One hundred percent. They yeah. do draft if, more French people, like. If that guy was black and his name was Wayne Simmons or something, there's no way they drafted him. Like <sighs> that's just the NHL and a freaking like oh my god, right there. Well, I mean, like that's true. Be, you, maybe you, they we know it's true. This we stats. know it's true. But black player, or if they did a quarter of what Mayu did, they never touched the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a good French-sounding white boy. So like, good. I, uh, I'm just saying they, they probably didn't even look boy, at his so. stats or his history. They just saw French last name. Let's pick him. He's going to be a, a fan favorite. No, literally. I mean, I would a hundred percent believe if, if that would probably be a better defense coming out and saying that, then cause at least you admit yeah. you didn't do your due diligence, but you were just trying to please the fans. <laughs> yeah. There you um, go. I don't know. I, I think Montreal definitely needs to, do stop. I mean, they have to take a long-term approach. I thought I thought it was so funny. I saw Patrick Waugh throwing his name into it, and he's like, "What do they have to lose?" And I just I what saw they have to lose. I saw a guy on Twitter being like, "What are you talking about?" Like that that very saying should cut him out of the the running just right there because it's like, yeah. we're, we shouldn't be throwing away this opportunity again. Like we don't Why have five is he even years to in waste. The running. 
Like it seems like because he's French, this. bro. Because he's a French. Because Montreal there's only Canadian's five icon. guys that are French that have ever done anything in the NHL. Patrick Roy he's one of even them. A, He's he's only a coach. Has he ever had a front office job? No. Yeah, I don't. Know. Why would he even be considered? I don't get it. Yeah. But like they were because throwing, he's like, French. News. There's like six guys, man. Like there's one guy in Tampa. There's one guy. Like <laughs> there's like five or six French guys in the NHL that anyone can think of. Like, it, have you seen the lists of people's potential replacements? I, it's like I've never heard of any of these people. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It was like the assistant GM of Anaheim. And maybe that's a and maybe that's a good thing because we haven't heard of them and it, they're going yeah. outside a little bit. But like, really, on they just named the only six guys they could find that are working in NHL front offices and decided these are the candidates. That's yeah. all they did. <laughs> um, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I should change my n- name to like West, but in French, and see if I can be a candidate. Montreal, it just needs to like restart, burn it down, build up for the. I mean, F, it's so funny because everyone was saying this at the end of last year and how their run was so lucky and how the next year they're not going to be good. They're not going to make the playoffs. Everyone was like, you're a Leafs fans, you're anyone's fans, you're. Yeah, you don't got know what you're so talking about. Every single person who said it has been absolutely correct. Like, I wish I, I wish I like took more receipts. Because like, I, I used to I used to do it like, you know, like you, you guys remember, I'd always post screenshots and people yeah. like just roasting people. I wish I took more screenshots, but I was lazy over the last year. Ty's the one I that just keeps roasted the most receipts people. because Ty yeah, follows Ty people on Twitter that keep receipts. Yeah, that's a good I hate point. people that bring up receipts all the time. I think it's <laughs> childish and petty, but. Exactly. That's my entire personality. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. You remember true. our conversation with Ty earlier today? <laughs> I wish oh, we could tell Ty. that story on the podcast, but we cannot. We alas. can't because we don't know how true the story is. That's a good point. Which is every Ty point. story, but this one especially. <laughs> we'll get uh, him to talk about it next time. It involves a lady. <laughs> yes. Well, we've been hinting I think at we've that gone for a while. Too far already. Yeah. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Moving yeah, on. I, next topic. I, no, I just think right, it's really good. Nice. I, just wanted, I, just, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. I mean, like, Ducharme is going to be gone. I think because the the owner Molson didn't give much of a reassurance. He's they du, asked Ducharme has to be go. Gone. And Molson was like, that's not my decision. That would be the decision of whoever comes next or, or something, exactly. like, something like that. Yeah. But like even Montreal's fans have turned on last year's playoff run, being like, yeah. this was all luck. I, I think they finally admit that now. Uh, uh, there's still a couple. I've seen some of our DMs recently. Well, because like, oh, you just hate Montreal. I'm just like, I haven't, like, it's I'm going easy media. on Montreal compared to some people. Yeah. The media is finally saying it was luck. It yeah, but it took it took a lot of the established thing. media to like yeah. get to that too, eh? Like it, yeah. it's so ridiculous how long they take to catch up with what's happening yes. <laughs> compared to like a- anyone. Like yeah. we don't follow we don't follow this stuff for a living. You know what I mean? Like we spend a, like a quarter or a fifth of the amount of time in hockey that they do, and everyone one, can see it. One thing the established media has been bashing real hard is, and it's really funny, is Vancouver. It just been ripping them up. Yeah, but again, yeah. that's about three years too late for the most part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's another thing where like media should like a lot of these guys should have been on it like three, four years ago when we were 
but they're catching on in the last year and a half basically like remember after the playoff run like every like i remember it was like craig button and bob mckenzie and stuff like or maybe it wasn't bob mckenzie Bun's always the one with more ridiculous takes, but he was talking about Vancouver potentially being the best team in Canada the next year and all this stuff after yes. the ridiculously lucky playoff. You remember that, right? Like, like yes. it, it, and these are like, you know, mostly largely respected guys with huge followings. Craig Bun's on TSN at prime time every single freaking night. Like, and, and, and these guys get like this basic stuff so wrong. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it's it's not like they're getting like difficult. Like I I give them the benefit of the doubt when it comes to picking the best prospects and everything like that, because that shit's ridiculously hard, right? Like you know, who knew Tolvanen would just never work out? Everyone, I was hyped on him too. I didn't think he was the best prospect in hockey, but I was hyped on him, right? Kravstov, a lot of people thought Kravstov was great, not just him, but like stuff like not understanding that Vancouver only made it to the second round of the playoffs because of goaltending, and. Montreal because of just complete luck for the large part like like that should have been obvious maybe they do it maybe they do it just to be like look at that if they are right because no one really calls them out like on television like no other person will be like hey you were wrong man I wish I know it doesn't did that all the time. But the thing is, but the thing is with like basketball and stuff, they do that, right? Like on a, they always bring up the clip. Like who can get better news? It's always like, oh, good for him for getting the news. It should be who can get the better fucking news and present it better. um, Yeah, and be more. Like if I had my own show. If I had like my own show on TV, I'd pull up the clips, a hundred percent. And I know I'm, I'd sound petty or whatever. I don't give a shit. Like these people need to be put on their fucking heels. Like these, yes, these yeah. experts with, oh, Vancouver's gonna be the best team in Canada and all this fucking nonsense. Like they need to get their shit together. Bro, and the only way they them. ever get their shit together and start like saying. Think about anything this. remotely accurate is if you call them out on it because otherwise they just continue right like nobody brings up that yes. every prospect late, that's been on the top of Craig Button's list has hockey. been wrong for the last half decade nobody okay, brings about, it up think about this in itself i think about this all the time when it comes to hockey media versus basketball media the best twitter account or one of the best twitter accounts is stephen a smith's burner and it's like it's just yeah. like a account. It comments yeah. the first thing on NBA news all the time. I think a single tweet from it gets way more than any famous NHL reporter or like even For parody sure. reporters in the NHL. Like a parody account of one of the biggest personalities on TV, probably in history, gets way more Twitter activity than anyone in the NHL combined. Like that, I think, goes to show how much a personality can carry a sport on TV or exactly. make it engaging. And for how fans. much just like. Are like it's not saying like create a toxic culture of people ripping, but like create arguments and create like yeah. okay, here's here's what these people are saying. Here's what's wrong. You know, like it doesn't have to be like trash talk. It doesn't have to it be like me agree. ripping on Craig but- Craig Button for his dumb take on Vancouver or Montreal for thirty minutes. It can just be. This is what this guy said. This is why I was wrong. Call him John Tortorella in his like one week on TV has gotten more yeah. engagement than any At other. At least Tortorella, person. like, you know, I think he was really wrong in the whole like shut up Connor McDavid just play and all that stuff. Yeah. At least it's freaking entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> there was Courts something. is always entertaining. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't agree with him, but it was awesome. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, I, I <laughs> and then think McDavid that's... responding to him, and he was just like, "I guess I'll just shut up about it then." <laughs> well, one of the one of the best things that I saw, 
I think one of the best conversations, I don't know if Eric, you pointed it out or I saw it on Twitter from Jack Han, but it was like this thread about how TV, and I, you've definitely hit on this point before, the broadcast or networks commentators on NHL games don't actually break down the game. Like if you listen to it, you don't actually get smarter as a fan. They don't talk about the one, three, one or the three, two or the two, three or the different types of four checks and defensive neutral zone splits. Like they don't talk about any of that stuff. They just say, Oh, look at his speed through the the neutral zone. Like they never break down a play or, or really anything beyond look at this pass. He shoots it. He scores, creates space, good patience with the puck. Like, Football, you is watch that, a play, and I actually and don't you get know anything like about deep football, insight so. breakdowns, and they have like former quarterbacks and they're explaining it and making predictions it, on plays. But isn't that Not because it's, to say. isn't that because it's much faster than football? Like football, you have the time to be like, oh, they were because in hockey between has plays, a break every like, like two minutes, though. <laughs> hockey has twenty minute intermissions that they do nothing with. <laughs> yeah. They have so yes, much time. I get football has more time. Football is like five hours, and then you only get like thirty minutes of game time. I get that. But, Dude, they put like, Kelly Rudy on the TV, and who does nothing? They put Anthony Stewart on the TV, who talks yeah. about nothing. Like yeah. you, you exactly. have enough time. At least TSN has like the quiz, so it's entertaining, and they have the best like. Most of the best reporting, I'd say. No, should, but there should definitely be more battle between like TSN reporters and Sportsnet reporters. Like, yeah, they need to compete harder against I each agree. other because it it, I agree. it is a competition. They just pretend each other doesn't exist. Yes, that's and literally it's, like it's nobody shit. mentions the other. Like nobody at TSN yeah. mentions Sportsnet. Nobody at Sportsnet mentions TSN. No, well, none that, of well, them that goes retweet to Rogers versus Bell. If anything. Sure. Yeah. I mean, pro- yeah. I, you're probably you're I right. Mean, but like, also, like I, on but there's Twitter, no reason. They know each there's other. no reason they shouldn't mention them at anything. Like you should be like Rogers and Bell are constantly fighting with each other over fucking everything. Yeah. Like why? Why can't they I think do on this Twitter they, like they the engage a lot more? Sometimes. But the ath- yeah, the, the athletics better. The athletic at reporters it. sometimes compete against like the local TSN reporter and stuff. Well, because they get some of those writers to report or do like interviews with them or reports and guest features and guest content. The athletics more free with their reporting for sure. Yeah, well, they're they're more user owned than they are corporate owned. Yeah, which helps yeah. a lot. Um, okay, that's enough Montreal. I think we had a, like, a lot of good conversation there. Uh, the Jack Hughes. Uh, we'll go. Actually, well, let's go with the. Uh, Brendan Lemieux conversation first, the suspension, biting, Brady Kachuk. Do we think the bite happened? Do we not? He there wasn't a, a lot. Luis Suarez, if anyone knows, if anyone's a soccer fan, just biting people and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, like, I, I don't know. I, I watched the video. It's hard to see any video proof that he was bit. But I mean, if the, the the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with his dad, right, or something, and yeah, well, literally right after that happened, like stories kept coming out of the woodwork about how shitty Lemieux is, and I think I posted some of them to our Instagram story. I didn't I like how a lot a, of that stuff. Sorry, I thought there was a clear picture of Brady showing his hand to the ref, and there was like a bite mark. 
<laughs> bro, did you, Brendan the Muse apparently reasoning for that a, a, that I saw was that he tried to tell player safety that when he went in for a punch, he like Brady, like he accidentally punched his face or something with his like open fist with his open palm. Like, I was like, bro, that's gotta be the worst excuse. I don't, I don't know how he only got five games for biting someone. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, with NHR player safety, but I like. See, five so, games so here's, is a here's pretty my big thing. suspension for them. So yeah, what? that's a pretty big suspension for them. And here's my thing: if you just punch a player in the face, you probably get like two or three games, and it's uncalled for. So why is is biting worse than just punching someone? <laughs> I think so. Can, can we get a can we get a debate going on this? Because I'm very unclear on the matter. Because remember, who was it? Who spit? Who spit on someone? Do you guys remember someone spit on someone? I forget who it was. was it- spitting on someone's always been like wasn't in it Brady? Sports, just a no uh, I, I want to say it was Marchand. Okay, I I I want to say it's Marchand. I don't want to slander him, so I'm not gonna stick to that if I'm wrong on that. But I remember someone spit on someone, and they got us a lot of games for it. And I remember thinking, I remember so many times when not just people punch each other. Like if there's a fight, obviously it's gonna happen. But a player just sucker punches another guy, and then they get like a fine or they get like a game and then i'm thinking like where, where's the standard here like is biting like where's spitting biting and punching is punching like the least bad out of all of those like i don't get it <laughs> like bite uh, like if i just <laughs> i th- i i spitting think there's no harm it's just gross dude so spitting is gross, gross and disrespectful biting can like puncture someone though yeah, so biting I can agree biting's, biting's bad, bad, but like spitting is just gross. It's not really going to – I mean during COVID, I guess maybe that's a little bit worse. But generally speaking, spitting isn't like hurtful. But then there was a bigger suspension for the spitting than there was for any sucker punches. Well, Marshan also licked somebody. Yeah, got, Marshan like, – yeah. I don't know yeah, who he spit li- He licked Kamarov, remember? remember? <laughs> and Callahan. He didn't get suspended for licking. So got... spitting on someone's no, he okay. He, he got – he didn't get suspended the first time. Then he did it again. I think he got suspended. Uh, can you can you look this up, Luke? Please, we we need to know. But I, what I need to know is is licking for you too. Licking's <laughs> yeah. really gross for you. Like, like a sweaty ass disgusting. NHL player in the middle of a game, yeah. and you're just. Like, but, but, but I don't understand. Like, where's the logic? Like, okay, if I went and licked a player during a game, the opposing team, I think it, I don't get a suspension. If I, I spit on him, I get a, a really res- long suspension, or okay. I can slug him in the face, and then I get a lower suspension. A, he didn't get suspended, thing. but he did get a letter from the NHL or something to tell him to stop. <laughs> so instead of spitting, just lick people. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> to, to where, me, where is the, I need to understand the logic that goes in and what the ranking is between worst to best. Well, okay, this is this is this is, this is what worst. I would say. This is what I would say. The worst is intentionally harming someone with your skate. Like that would one hundred percent. Okay, be yeah, 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 yeah. I think number we two, there, yeah. intentionally swinging like the stick at someone. I think that's number two. I mean, but your... swinging a stick at someone like happens like every game. No, you know but what like, I mean? like, like, bat, like intentionally. Like intentionally, I, like no, but that's what I'm saying. What did no, but that's what I'm saying. Like they do get. it every, like watch any game. They swing their sticks at each other constantly. Did yeah, you, Jared Bennington or Jordan Bennington definitely should have got suspended for doing that. Like, did you guys see you the Morsi thing? The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, and that was only what five thousand dollar fine. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was a fine. Thing. So that was a fine. If I spit on someone, I get like five games or something <laughs> like that. He, he, Morsi, literally with that could have like literally killed him. 
Like if he fell the oh. wrong way and his head went the wrong way and stuff right, like that. Relax. Oh, relax. Okay. Relax. Like, like no, maybe like a one in a billion chance hit, of that. Then. Yeah. Okay, I whatever. Say, he could have seriously injured him. Let's say his ankle, let's say, let's say sure. he could he could have seriously injured him. If I spit on you, it's not gonna cause any injury. It's disgusting, <laughs> but it's not gonna gross. cause any injury. If I lick you, it's still disgusting. It's not gonna cause any injury. Okay. But you get Anyways, a bigger fine or suspension I, for licking. How does it make Eric, can someone Eric, explain this to me? No, Eric, I think it's a respect thing. I think it's a respect thing. And they don't yeah. like it because it's so disrespectful. So they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you as a human being? But Isn't punching, it more- punching's, punching's like a like a okay thing in their in their society. <laughs> but, but it, no, but like, but in their ideas of punching, it's like, okay, you're in a fight and you punch each other. I'm talking about just a random sucker punch. Like you're just like in a thing and someone's that doesn't happen like, too often. But I've seen it happen, and there's nothing. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. there's nothing. Sometimes there's a fine. All right. Maybe Anyways, once in a while. Let me finish my list. Okay, of top three. Okay, okay. so <laughs> it was first the skates being used as a weapon. Yeah. Two, Second the stick the being stick, used as like a, a which weapon is potentially. And then the third, I would say, is probably biting. Like that's probably like the third worst thing you can do. Okay, I can I because can agree with biting. You're biting literally can go really, puncturing really someone's skin. In a very animalistic way, like like the, to, <laughs> to have that to have that reaction it's of cannibalism. I'm bite this okay. person is 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 whack to me. It's cannibalism, and that is not hashtag. Like that's what you do with your approved. siblings when you're a child and they're harassing you is to bite them. Like, but on the ice, yeah, I, I was like adults, like that's. What about licking? Yeah, Isn't licking? Dude, your visors are in your way. Like, to like even bite someone in the first place. I would say it's the yeah, third. The, the picture of Marsha and licking Komarov's always funny because it's like it's right up against. Like, <laughs> yeah, like licking is someone is just gross, but biting someone is like okay. Like so after primal. biting, after biting, it's punching. I don't really care. Yeah, sucker punching. Okay, Probably. but spitting gets a bigger oh. fine and suspension than biting or than uh, punching. So, so how do so you know, bro? I, and then I, if we're I talking can, about I can't disrespect, explain it to you. If we're talking about disrespect, I feel like licking someone's like <laughs> as disrespectful <laughs> as it can get. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just like <laughs> but, I don't know. But, but 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 at least in your defense. You're taking some of the brunt because you're you're in the act of like you're tasting them. <laughs> At least with spitting, like you you have no like like you're you're away from it. So you're not tasting. Sorry, them. what, Martin? The, okay, t- but, your, but the Morrissey, taste is what you're focusing okay. on here. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, Martin, Martin focuses on like what he's imagining. Well. In the act, <laughs> in the act of licking, you're in you're in suffering. But if you're just spitting on someone, or are you not suffering? Or and they kind of freaky like that? And do they do you like not it. like the taste? <laughs> of, you don't lick yourself when you come back from the gym. You don't like the taste of your own sweat. Martin, what? What's going on here? It, it would be more like him liking to lick his like our buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That sounds great. That sounds like a great idea. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that, we, yeah, we don't. We need to focus on this. I'm just very yeah. confused as to what a rule, what what how they determine that's not the, the standards. For that's what's not bad. the question. Okay, what was the, the question, question is like, <laughs> it should he have gotten more games? Uh, I mean, we just had yeah. like an eight minute conversation about that. <laughs> we get sidetracked. The audience know. knows this. Okay. <laughs> I um, I'd like I, I don't know. I think he gets laid out or something when he comes to play Matthew to Chuck. 
and they know that. So, ooh, Calgary, LA would be a fun game with Dowdy back and Brandon the Mew back. Yeah, it's like much. It's already much watched TV just because Dowdy Kachuk, Dowdy Kachuk hate each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't. I, what I found more interesting about the Lemieux story wasn't like even the biting. It was the fact that all these reporters then came out and started talking about all the crappy stuff Lemieux did as like in the NHL or in junior. And I was just like, yeah. where was this reporting six months ago? Like, I respect <laughs> I the fact that they finally came out with it, but I'm just like, come on, man, you wait for this story to then say it. And then, and then like some of the guy's excuses were like, oh, I couldn't get corroboration, corroboration from like other people that are there. I'm like, well, you're posting it now. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Okay. This is what pissed me off the most. And I'm not, I'm going to bring this back to the Chicago Blackhawks and the cover up. That is what pisses me off so much about that story is all these people all of a sudden came out being like, yeah, this guy's such a bad guy. I'm not saying that they were covering it up, but there was no intent to dig further into it. And like these are all people that are hating on people in the Chicago Blackhawks organization for the same thing and just saying, oh, this person, like we're not going to cover it. We don't want to lose our media passes. Like this is the same mentality, which is why I am – almost always so against anyone who comes out and says, this is what I would have done. Like, no, you freaking wouldn't. It was the same thing with Mitch Marner and Mike Babcock. Like some reporters said they heard it, but they don't want to lose their media pass. At the end of the day, your status and what you want is always going to come at the cost of other people's pride or some part of like dignity and respect. And like, that's what really annoyed me about it is seeing all these people that had such a holier than thou attitude about the players not coming out and saying anything about their teammate or protecting Kyle Beach. And then now once once one person says, Oh, Brandon Lemieux sucks, all reporters and and people in the sport say, like, you were protecting this guy. And 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 there's no way to go about it other than saying, like, you're protecting this guy because you're trying to protect yourself, which is and what I also, I think the players were doing on Chicago yeah. and what everyone that knew about the situation was doing. They were protecting themselves by trying to avoid protecting others. And the other thing associated with that is too, like remember we had that episodes where episode where we talked about all these stories we heard about NHL players and then we actually didn't end up posting like 90% of that episode because we yeah. were like we don't want to get so we did the same thing right like i some of the stories that i've heard don't but we put don't no like exactly we exactly have heard... like i wasn't there we've heard from yeah. other people who might have even heard from other people or whatever so but it's the same it's still the same concept of like you know where's the line and where to draw it and everything like that so you have to like again like like you said right acting all holier than thou about like everything is kind of hard when it's you know. such virtue signaling i hate it i hate it so much it's so annoying Every, any person that virtue signals or says like I would never do this in this situation like I think about it right now with Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo situation and Chris Cuomo trying to protect his brother and everyone's saying like oh I would never protect my brother in this if, yeah, if he like, was like up, this you know and I'm you like would. you would though like you yeah. know you 100% would and I'm not you saying that that's morally right you just hope you wouldn't do it <laughs> like I can understand saying I hope I wouldn't act like this but you don't know what you would act like unless you're in the situation one of the best things I ever heard from someone was I never say I would never do this I would never say I'm not going to cheat on my wife or or divorce my wife because you don't know what's going to happen a year from now what you're 
humans are capable of so much evil. Like you're not special that you're that <laughs> you think you're perfect or, or not capable of it. Like whenever this is a, this might be something stupid to say, but if someone's like, "Have you ever thought about killing someone?" and they're like, "No," I almost immediately don't trust yeah, that bullshit. person. I'm like, I'm like, think that about is killing bullshit. Martin almost on a weekly basis. Like, yeah, fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> I think about killing Eric more than I could think about killing Martin. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, it's ridiculous to think that you've actually never had that thought cross your mind. To me, I'm like, immediately don't trust you as a person. Every time Martin has woken me up at like 7 a.m. with his blender when we were living together, I can imagine legitimately thought about killing him. Yeah. Like, like, literally, like, I would dream about it and it wouldn't be a nightmare. It'd be a good dream. (laughs) It would help me fall asleep thinking that, oh, one day. I just think those people, as as soon as they talk and say they would never think about that, I'm like, you're either lying to yourself or you're completely unself-aware or you're incredibly naive. That's just how I think about people. Um, What was the next topic? Yeah, well, we were talking a little bit about Marshan there and licking people, so I think that's a good spot to talk about him and Panarin (laughs) and his suspension. Yeah. This well, is what can I think we hear Martin's. Bullshit. Can we hear Martin's oh, yeah, take yeah. first? Because yeah, Martin, 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 Martin likes Marshan. Martin likes Marshan. Martin's a Marshan uh, stan, as you would say, as the youths would say, as the youths. Yeah. I, I, I don't have much to say about it. You, what, you said that you <laughs> thought I, I, Panarin I was a win. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, you thought he was soft. That seems kind of obvious. Like I don't know. But we don't Jordan know what he said. Somebody just like, yeah, Marshan said that. that he said something about Russia, not that mean. Panarin said that he said something about Putin and Russia, which for the context of Panarin, he, Panarin is very anti-Putin and was like locked out of his – worried about being locked out of Russia and his, like the safety of his family because of his comments about Putin. So if it was just what Marshan said, then yeah, Panarin's a bit, a bit soft. If it is what more – what Panarin said, he said, which is what yeah. I think is more accurate, um, <laughs> then I would be like, I would be pretty upset with, with that too. Yeah, because Panarin, Panarin doesn't have as much reason to lie as Marchand does. And Marchand's no. known to be a, you know, shit disturbed, little, little shit disturbed. He 100% right? crosses lines. Like, there's no way you can, I think you can argue that. <clears throat> no. He licks people. We just went over this <laughs> numerous times. I don't, what I don't know is, is like, can you give him a suspension for that? No. And, I, and I'm can't. like, I can't. I don't think you can. I think you can say you're a shitty person for, you know, joking about that specific thing, sure. But yeah. Like, well, Panarin wasn't asking I, for I suspension. He was asking yeah. for a fine. Yeah. Maybe a Which fine. Probably I don't know. Fine. You could probably fine him. Yeah. No. But again. You you hear some of the stuff they say during games to each other already. Like they're saying mm-hmm. some pretty <laughs> Yeah. Like I wouldn't yeah. I thought asking like to him me, to be fu- to uh, me, like fined would was more of a soft thing. Cause I'm like, I don't think you can suspend people for what they really say. Or or find people for what they especially especially if it's like not mic'd up and no one else mm-hmm. is there to corroborate for it. You can't just go around saying we're gonna fine you for it. To me, what was Marchand's intent? It wasn't to like. It was just to fuck with him. It wasn't really to like. Yeah, yeah but he was making a political yeah. point. I think there's I like think there a, is a line point where you a line across. <laughs> but I think there, there's also like you know like I've heard you know NHL players saying stuff about each other's mothers or sisters and shit. You know, like if you, I I don't know where your line's gonna be if you start. Yeah. You know, I don't know. 
I don't have a strong opinion on this either way. If you got no. suspended a game, I'd be or a couple games. I thought it was funny. Okay. If I yeah. I think if you got fined, I'd be well, okay. Well, he did get suspended for the slew foot. And three games. and I am not a Russia slash Putin stan. So as the youth again would say. So yeah, uh, no, I, mean, I don't think any of us are Putin stands. <laughs> no, I am I not a. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of Putin. Want that to be very clear. But I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I know that Eric is a, a, a authoritarian dictator, but yeah, he's not as bad as Putin in that this regard. But I would be a good authoritarian dictator. That's the difference. <laughs> well, that's what they all think. <laughs> <laughs> Luke just goes over. You can't put yourself in people's shoes. <laughs> oh God, Eric. Uh, Goodness, that's gonna be probably made into a clip. I would. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Shit, it's gonna get you fired for work. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> no, but Marshan was also <sighs> suspended for slew footing. This is where I'm like not happy with the league. Not because Marshan's suspended. I think that was right. Suban, Suban, three, three times. Foot, like call him Sluban now. Um, I've seen on the on the Twitter sphere, Sluban. He I did like it three that. times, and I think he got five, ten, twenty-five k fines. Like, come on, what, what a, but what a joke! I understand yeah. Marshawn's was a, seemed a little bit more aggressive, but I mean, like, I don't really care about that. No. And then Marshawn always comes out after a suspension. He's like, I really cleaned up my game. Bro, the Here's last my take was on like it. They're using ago. Subban a lot more in marketing than they were before. Like, he's literally, uh, literally on every intermission. His commercials on. Yeah, and that's well, my Canada. take. That's my take. That's my take. I, they're, they're marketing him a lot more. They're showing him a lot more. They're all about diversity now, and now because of that, they're being easier on him. That's my. T- that's a hot take. It might not be accurate. Who knows? I don't dumb. know. But I think that that I feel like it has something. To, I feel like the timing is just weird. That's just my opinion. I think that's a pretty dumb take. I think it's just because the NHL player safety is a joke. No, but then Marshan got it. So like, <laughs> well, Marshan, man, I, Marshan I, I, didn't I, get you, it. You know, I think player safety is a joke. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm fully <laughs> on that train. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I I just I agree with the suspension there for him. I just don't agree with the not suspending Subban. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now we're, we're still on Boston. So let's talk about Jake DeBrusque. Every team wants him, according to Darren Dreger. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Darren, literally Darren Dreger. What's your insider reporting? Well, you know, he like Winnipeg wants him. Florida could want him. Carolina. Really? What team Saint wouldn't Louis, want him? Thanks, Rangers. Thanks, That's your job to tell us is what team <laughs> wants him and what team doesn't. So you're Across saying all 31 the three teams insiders I saw reporting, Dreger, uh, Friedman, uh, I forget it was someone from the Athletic who was doing it as well. It covered, I think, like twenty four NHL teams or something like that. Yeah. I counted. Beautiful like, it was insider. Just, it was so ridiculous. Great, great stuff. And then I thought about it, and then I was like, you know, there's another two or three teams I could add that they didn't even talk about. That I was like, oh, they could be added to this list too because everyone can use <laughs> every team. They're basically just saying every team would like a twenty three year old or is he twenty three? I think he's twenty three. Everyone can use a twenty three year old winger who showed potential in Boston who's done well in the play- playoffs before. <laughs> well, I mean, we did that with Richie. I think the Leafs should trade Richie for DeBrusque. Now, that would be a great trade. Get the 
got Richie off this freaking team, but uh, he's been better of late. I will say, yeah. DeBru- the thing is, like DeBrus, just you know, it, he just needs to change the scenery. It's like a, any young player yeah. that just stalled out. I mean, he the, has the, the comments from Cassidy and uh, Sweeney were not positive on him. Yeah, I, I think he just needs to change the scenery. Look at Sam Bennett. Look at you know any of these younger guys that once they switch teams, they finally kind of. Uh, break free a little bit um mm-hmm. i think he's already shown the potential of being at least a really good top six or second line winger um so you know wherever he goes as long as he gets the chance there i think he'll do fine i think going to a rebuilding team slash a weaker team will be in his best interest because he doesn't want to have that competition on the wing like he does in boston right now mm-hmm. yeah. i think then uh, there's no information on this at all the red wings would make a push for a Jake DeBrus type guy. I, I like that because they don't have anybody on the side. Like their first line's great, and then everything below that is atrocious. So like yeah. I feel like he would fit really well in Detroit. I think that'd be a value pickup. I feel like that's something Userman would like would do. So mm-hmm. I, I like I did like that fit the most. Yeah, like that's my prediction on where he ends up. Um, Thanks, Darren Dreger. I did your job for you. Um, also, Arizona well, kind of same similar concept, but. The draft I think pick. it would. I think it would just be a draft pick. I don't think they get more than like a third rounder plus maybe something else, uh, based on because he's been he hasn't been good now for two years. Like it's not like he just came off of a really good season or anything like that, and he's he's slumping now. So, yeah. Um, yeah okay, much. we got two more topics here. Jack Hughes signed an eight by eight contract right off of being injured. I thought it was hefty. I don't really follow Jack Hughes too much, but I did think it was hefty. What are your thoughts about it, uh, Eric? Yeah, I, I'm very torn on this because I'm a huge believer in Jack Hughes. Like just everything about his game, I see all the strengths of his game are the clear signs of something that a player that's going to become like a star. Like everything about him, like his puck hang abilities, his transition abilities, like just they're all the key signs of like, and I and I look at this kind of from like a fantasy perspective a little bit because you know I I spent a lot of time doing fantasy hockey, and if I was gonna look at a player and go, okay, this player is gonna be a point per game within the next two years, Jack Hughes is the guy I look at and go, okay, this guy like everything you can look at fantasy stat wise would show he's gonna become a point per game player, so. I'm fine with eight million because I'm looking at him going. Okay, he if he becomes a point per game player, let's say by this year or next year, he's going to be making way more than eight million dollars probably. So I think the Devils did a smart move by locking him down early. At the same time, his share hasn't really lived up to eight million dollars a year yet, and they kind of did the same thing with him. Uh, I don't think he had the high end skill that Jack Hughes did, but at the same time, like his share at seven point. $8 million or $7.5 million, whatever his contract is, uh, isn't a bad contract. It's just not getting a ton of value. So I think it's smart for the Devils to lock them down. They got their three best players, um, Dougie Hamilton, Jack Hughes, and Nico Hishier, locked down for the next five six, or next six years. So, you know, I, I, I like the contract overall. Again, he's not worth it yet, though. But last season, he really showed he has a potential. And then this year... He started off on fire, right? I think and Martin's been missing him in fantasy for a little while now. He's played a total of three games. 
And he had didn't he have three points in those games? Am I wrong? Yes. He has yeah. had three points in three games. There you go. Point per game player right there. Signs of <laughs> What are your points. thoughts on the contract, Martin? Uh I like it. I like doing something like that because like that I think it can look good in the future. It will look pretty good. Um, like if yeah. if you look at comparison, like there are the thing is like, and I think this is why people are having difficulty. There are no comparisons to Jack Hughes. There's like you, you can't find any similar player profiles to him. Really, like you can't find anything point wise. Like there's very rarely a guy's as bad as he was first season, in like to as good as he was the next season. And then as top of that first overall pick, on top of that, like Dom absolutely dominated, dominated in the USHL, and sh- like the points that he put up there were equivalent to the types of points that for other first overall picks and other like superstars have done as well. So it's it's like he's such a unique example of a player. So I think a lot of people that are looking down on that contract a little bit more are probably just don't have a good comparison form to kind of look at and go, okay, this is uh, this is why he should be getting this amount, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, I, I think it's a I think it's a good bet. You know, looking three or four years down the line, it might be an uh, overpay right now, but like we said, he'll grow into it and then exceed it a bit more. Well, look, uh, someone compared it to the Nathan McKinnon contract and that guy was like, okay, we're paying for his potential and now you're way underpaying him uh, for for a decent amount of time. Uh, and, and the other thing is, just to add one, one other point to it, it's a lot of Devils players have stepped up in his place. Kind of Dawson Mercer has been freaking awesome. Picked him up in fantasy. He's point per game right now. He's killing it. Um and uh, Andreas Janssen, sorry, that's Andreas Janssen's mango. Yeah, yeah. he's also yeah. he had a four point night the other night. Um, Dougie Hamilton's back and freaking just dominated against the Flyers. Like a lot of their depth actually stepped. Like they faltered a lot right off the bat when he got injured, but over the last let's say three weeks they really kind of put it all together a little bit more so mm-hmm. um jack hughes is coming back into a much more favorable position for him versus the position he found himself in before especially with yeah. like last season and how bad new jersey was so yeah yeah uh from jack hughes we're going to talk about the jack adams uh early voting i think the top three were rod brindamore daryl sutter and dallas eakins from what i remember uh yep. those were the people that uh nh who votes for that at this point is it media uh it was just the nhl.com oh. writers basically okay yeah so as the nhl writers put those three as their top coaches uh, those would not be my top three coaches but um what are your thoughts on that list? Who's the first guy? I, Rod Brindamore, Daryl Sutter, and Dallas Eakins. I think Daryl Sutter has to be there. Uh, I would not agree Vancouver. with that. The Flames have been freaking unreal. They're playing great. I think a lot. I think all of us kind of doubted him, um, but he's proven us very, very, very wrong. And I think it's fair to say, like the Flames are awesome. Uh, they're back to kind of their twenty. Was it 2018-2019 form or 2017-2018 form where uh, Monaghan had like 85 or almost 90 points. 
Johnny Hockey had like almost a hundred points. Giordano went point per game almost like mm-hmm. that year. We'll see what they do in the playoffs, but I think Daryl Sutter has to be number one. Um, the fact uh, people made people in Toronto at least made a big deal about Keith not getting a single vote, <laughs> which is kind of absurd considering they're you know number one in the NHL right now at least mm-hmm. in points. Uh, there are a couple teams with less games than them, so you know they can catch up and everything like that. But again, the team's great and everything, but he's got them playing great as well. So it doesn't really make any sense. Like I'm not saying he has to be in top three or even top five, but I'm saying like not one vote is kind of like everyone talks about media bias in Toronto. This is like the <laughs> complete opposite. opposite of that. Um, I think who is number one again? Uh, Rod Brindamore. Brindamore, yeah, I, I don't know why Brindamore's one. I get why, like, Carolina had an amazing start, so I get that, but uh, Carolina's also a really well-built team, generally speaking, so I don't... They just and they're, they're doing, Rob they're getting Brindamore. carried by goaltending quite a bit, too. Yeah, they're getting incredible goaltending. Uh, Frederick Anderson's been incredible, so I, I, I can see him doing top three or top five. I don't know about number one, especially ahead of Suter. And then Eakins, I... I mean, the Anaheim is definitely outperforming expectations right now. Yeah, they were one of the, the highest Ryan scoring highs. teams, and nobody thought that was going to happen. But yeah, uh, I think I'm, that's more unsustainable shooting luck than does Anaheim actually being very well. But the coach of the year often just goes to the team that just outperforms the most based off yeah. of luck, anyway. So why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's Travis Green, man, to be able to be a coach. <laughs> 24 <laughs> games into the season with that team and that attitude and willingly saying like some of the stuff he's saying to the public bro <laughs> just give him the award Take for putting up with this year um no honestly i think the top three coaches so far probably daryl Sutter for sure i'd also put minnesota um what's his name dean, dean evison i think he's i think the wild have been pretty great this year but mm-hmm. the underrated one would be Peter Laviolette because they've had quite a few injuries. That's what I was like, going to – I was literally – wow, Luke, you read my mind. I was just about to say Laviolette's got to have some kind of center. Like they, they, they literally are missing TJ Oshie and Anthony Mantha. Those are two yeah. legit top six wingers, and Anthony Mantha is arguably a top line no, winger. Like 3.7 and Backstrom, which is insane. And Backstrom. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I Backstrom all I year. Yeah. I wouldn't put anything past Florida's coach either. I know, like stepping in for Joel Quinville. Obviously, they're playing mostly under Quinville's system and things. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like a lot of his ideas have been working too. They ex- they were expected to be good, but I don't think anyone expected them to be this good. I think he's more like him and Keith would be like four or five for me. But I I, I would put like Sutter, Laviolette, uh, then probably Everson. I mean, Keith. I think maybe I could think be third too. My my third yeah. would be Keith. My first would be Suter. My second would be Laviolette. I think, you know, of, to be fair, you know, Laviolette might not have too big of an uh, an effect on the fact that Ovechkin is just having one of the best seasons he's had in years, yeah. which is already incredible considering he's been amazing overall and now he's on a 60 or 70 goal pace or something like that yeah ridiculous just most even strength points in the league i think and all this other nonsense um so you know how much he of an effect he has on that versus ovechkin just being a ovechkin i don't know but i think the top three has to be Suter, laviolette and probably keith right now because keith's got them playing 
Yeah. They're first in the league. Like, you yeah. Know. It's not like they're just, it's not like the Leafs as a team are like by far the best in the league or anything like that. Like, you look at the team, it's a good, it's a very good team, but they're, you know, Keith's still coaching them very well, too. Yeah. So, no, and I mean, it's the same thing. Like, obviously, the coach is typically the one that goes to, goes to a team that expects way above what they thought they were going to. Yeah. Um, but like, and I think that's Leafs, Washington. Yeah. But like even the yeah. Leafs in the first six games of the year, when everyone was panicking, like the underlying <laughs> numbers were still really good. Yeah. Um, except for like one game, they just didn't have great goaltending at that time. And they weren't scoring at five, PM, five on five because their shooting percent was like 2%. Yeah. All um, their aggression came in the last game with eight goals. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, they have uh, they had eight goals. They had five goals, four goals, and six goals. I think so. They've yeah. scored quite a lot in the last all the regression four games. Yeah, and they've only been scored against. It was a one goal game average, so now it's like one point three in the last five games. But like they're they're playing great. Like I was so down on them beginning of the year, and didn't want to turn on the TV. I remember turning off games like three nights in a row. <laughs> And now I'm like, man, I'm loving this. This is fun to watch. Um, I, I, it's almost. I think I sent out a tweet the other day, being like, I, I think I would have preferred if they just underperformed all year because I would be hurt less. Um, now, if they get into the playoffs, I'm going to be, I'm going to be hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the one other thing I want to give some credit to is uh, Bob Bofner. Uh, I don't even know how to say his freaking name. Uh, Sh- Sharks, yeah. the Sharks yeah. uh, coach. Um, Sharks Bugner. are doing pretty well. <laughs> what? Bogner. Bogner. Boner. Boner. Whatever whatever his name is, you know, Reimer's obviously played very well. He's one of the top goalies in the league this year, but you know, like they lost Evander Kane, who's you know, say what you want about him is is a top six guy. They lost Timo Meyer for weeks and I have him on fantasy and he's been incredible. Like, you know, the shark the sharks are doing pretty well. So mm-hmm. I think he deserves some credit for that. Um, yeah, and th- that's my only other one I kind of wanted to mention. Yeah, like the coaches. Um, I think those are all fair, Martin. Any any coaches that you think we're missing? No, no, you covered them all. Thanks for your input, okay. Martin. You've been really, yeah. uh, really on it today. Man, I'm gonna have to boost his microphone so much. <laughs> yeah, like triple it's his like, freaking it's volume. It's like whispers, bro. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's all we got for you today, folks. We'll see you <clears throat> next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.